guys, Maestro here, coming at you live with episode 195 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday shorty style. In today's episode, we're talking about Jumanji. Who the fuck is playing Jumanji right now? But first, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro five. Three, two, one. Hey you guys, Maestro here, and I think we need to take 2020 out of the game console. You gotta blow on it, right? That's not like when Contra like got stuck. Right? You gotta take it out, you gotta blow on it, probably put it in some rice, like for a little bit, and then you know, put it back in, maybe hit the reset button and unplug something and, and then and then see what's going on. Because I swear I saw an elephant today. Someone is clearly playing Jumanji because what is going on? Like, this is, you know, I hesitated in, I don't say I hesitated, but I was sitting here kind of thinking about what I wanted to do for this episode. And it is currently Wednesday night. This podcast episode goes out on Thursday. And I felt like, you know, moving forward uh, for the foreseeable future, I would record on Wednesdays just because things change so quickly that I didn't want to record it early and then be like, oh, I should probably say something totally different come the time that it's supposed to go out so it's Wednesday night and I was sitting here like what should I talk about because like everyone's pretty much sick of hearing about coronavirus but I feel like if I don't talk about it it's like well we can't you know just ignore the issue so I'm gonna try and see what I can do about keeping this one shorter but you guys know how I am with that whenever I say I'm keeping it shorter suddenly it's not so short so let's just hop on in you guys know what's going on uh I've been doing some some lives, and honestly, my schedule has not slowed down, and I don't take that for granted. I am very blessed, you know, hashtag blessed, very fortunate, um, and apparently, my typical everyday life is actually what people are calling social isolation, so uh, who knew? I just thought I liked being on the phone and being inside and being alone, and apparently, it's like a thing, so... This really hasn't hit me hard, you know, hopefully, yeah, I'm going to say yet, I don't, I, know, I don't know, but my routine hasn't really changed, I'm actually busier now than before, and I understand that, and so when I, you know, I say things and I post things, I get it that I'm coming from a place of privilege, and I'm coming from a place of security, uh, and I think that makes it a little bit easier for me to say these things, I, I, I get that, I, I really do, but I have to say them nonetheless, or I'm going to continue to choose or choose to continue uh, to say them. So to start off, leadership. Like I think that that's something that's really sorely lacking right now. I did an Instagram live earlier this week about that. And I think that that's something that, you know, I got to say thank you to for those of you that are stepping up. Really, it's not easy. And so thank you. Uh, I think in general, that's something that we're really needing right now. And I don't mean leadership from those that are like in appointed positions or anything like that. Yeah, that'd be great but leadership of each and every person, each and every individual. And to me, leadership 
at its you know core really means taking responsibility, really being willing to take responsibility and be held accountable for your actions, right? Being willing to be put on the hook. It's uh, easy to be, I won't say it's easy to be, but given the systems we have in place, oftentimes it can be easy to be like, yeah, I'm just doing my job and my boss said to do that. And realistically, we're at a time where we really can't do that. We have to look ourselves in the mirror and, and put ourselves on the hook for each and every action. And so do I believe that, you know, speaking to my fellow movement providers, healthcare providers in terms of physical therapists, chiropractors, massage therapists, do I believe that you should be staying home and not treating? I absolutely do believe that. And I know it's easy for me to say because that's not what I do. Uh, and I'm not losing, you know, however much money by the day. But it's what's needed right now. Like we are scientists. We understand this. We understand what's going on. And it's a really tough fucking decision. I get that. But the longer that we kind of continue to do what we're doing and ignoring the problem and contributing to the problem, I should say, the longer that this is going to to last. So I understand. I hear you that it's a tremendously difficult decision. And I hear that people are worried that if they close down now, they're not going to open back up. But you know, the few, a few real, realistic points there is one, everyone's going to get shut down sooner or later. Uh, so, you know, perhaps be a leader and get ahead of it and, and take care of your people and and lead your people and make that decision for them. I had Winnie Lingovic on Monday's episode. Love her. I'm going to link in the show notes. I think it's probably the best episode I've ever done. Uh, and she told me, she, she closed her studio down early and she messaged me and was just like, when I close the studio, one of my students who had been adamantly you know, asking me to not close the studio, wrote to me immediately and said, thank you. Thank you for making the decision for me. And that's true leadership there. And I get it. A lot of you are in really difficult positions. And I'm going to say thank you because a lot of you are really stepping up. And I've had amazing discussions in the DMs. Um, one woman I spoke to, like, you know, she's a staff PT and is just like, I get it, but like the higher ups don't get it. And I don't lose my job. And I'm not, you know, it's a, this is a tough situation. But I thought it was amazing. She was just like, you know, I listened to your live and I was thinking and I wrote a letter to, you know, my senator. I read a letter to the higher ups because they need to under, you know, put things in place so that they are leading and, and, and making these decisions. So I thought that was really, really phenomenal. And, you know, I I want to be empathetic to your plight and what's going on. But at some point, we also do have to have, you know, collective responsibility and if you are a healthcare provider in terms of PTs, chiros, massage therapists, you need to stop treating. Like, not forever. So maybe I should say, well, that's a big whistle. Sorry about that. Maybe not forever, right? Or not forever, but we can just call it a pause. But we need to be the leaders in our community. So I don't want to spend a bunch of, you know, a bunch of time of this podcast just like being like you should be doing this but I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't say that because not everyone follows me on social media and I've been you know pretty adamant about it there but if you don't follow me there then hopefully you, you're listening here and you heard my two pennies on that so in terms of what can we do I, I was on another live today and one of the questions came up of like you know how can we deal with anxiety and help with that in the present moment and for me the answer is focus on the now focus on what you can do right now uh, my background is sports and so everything i kind of do relates to that and i think that's what i'm what i you know always came up with is that or was brought up with and you know playing that you can't predict the future i can't change the future all i can do 
is change right now and, and focus on right now. I can't focus on what happened in the first half of the game. I can't be worried about what's going to happen at the end of the game. I can only be focused on right now. I have to make current decisions based on present information instead of trying to make future decisions based on current information. We can't do that. We need to be scientists and, you know, start and then reevaluate and assess. I think people are really scared. They're like, suppose I have to close down for six months. I don't know what to tell you then. But that's like when a patient comes in and is like, how am I going to be in six months? I don't know. I could guess, but, you know, we're going to reassess and reevaluate every single day that you come in here. And that's what we're going to do with the situation, right? We have to take action now. And then we reassess and we pivot, adjust, and move forward accordingly. So one of the things that you can be focusing on now and doing now, right, I'm going to give you guys some solutions, uh, is, you know, telehealth. Telehealth, telemedicine, it is a thing. Um, or just, you know, creating communities. Whatever you want to do is connect with your people. Uh, the, the big one that I've seen, the big provider that I've seen um, is PhysiTrack. I will link that in the show notes. P-H-Y-S-I Track. It integrates with Jane, uh, like billing software, scheduling, scheduling software. Um, but... I just read about today that the APTA has come through and like, you know, HIPAA guidelines are being lifted. So theoretically, that means that you could use Zoom and things like that um, if you wanted to um, to do telehealth. But this is not giving you the, the the license to do that. Obviously, it's going to be based on your state and everything. Just because HIPAA gets lifted, it does not mean, oh, now I have a license to do it. No, it's different things. So if you are, you know, I will link in the show notes um, the AP, for my physical therapists, the APTA, like, I don't know, the statements on it. Um, I'll link PhysiTrack. So those are some options for you. Give it a shot. You know, connect with your people. See how you can help them. I know a lot of people are kind of scared about doing it, but you guys know I love the virtual world, the digital world. I think it is the future, and really the future is now. Uh, so I think it's a very viable option and something that we should absolutely be looking into. But also being very realistic and understanding that like you're not going to have 99% of your caseload come over to virtual because some of them just don't want to do it, or you know maybe it's a low priority for them right now. But Still, let's do our best to show up for our people and, you know, provide services and solutions for their needs. I want to circle back and uh, thank you guys again, those of you that are, that are trying telehealth, telemedicine, those are you guys that are, you know, in, on the, actually on the front line, anyone that's listening to this or you know someone that's on, you know, your, your spouse, your partner, your friend, whoever is is in the hospital is you know paramedic a fire firefighter you know, whoever these first responders and these people in the first line thank you for all that you're doing and hopefully you guys listening to this who perhaps aren't first responders or first line uh, you know caretakers caregivers you are doing your part to help them because we know the biggest issue is not necessarily you contract. I mean, if you're if you're in that susceptible population, yes, that's your biggest issue. But for everyone else, it is the reality of overwhelming the healthcare system, and not, they're not just not being enough beds for those who need them, as it you know, relates to the the sequela of uh, this virus. But also, if you like break your leg, like if you have an injury. And you need to go to the hospital and our system is overwhelmed. Suddenly, uh, something that's supposed to be super routine or, you know, you have appendicitis or something. Something that's supposed to be super routine, you can't get help for. So these are just things we really need to be cognizant of. And I, this is where it becomes tough. You know, as providers, I, I kind of smiling right now because it's this, 
we're looking at our, ourselves in the mirror here. Like we tell our patients all the time, don't wait for shit to be falling off before you come in and see me. Right? Don't wait for things to be super bad before you take care of them. Prevention, prevention, prevention. And now we're like, I'm staying open as long as possible. And I'm like, maybe that's a little bit hypocritical, right? Like, let's get ahead of this thing. Let's take action before, you know, the only action left to be taken is just like, just trying to hang on. We tell our patients all the time. I did a post about it today. Be the patient that you always wished that you had, right? The person that does stuff beforehand, the person that uses you like a dentist, right? They're there beforehand, they're getting the checkups, they're adhering to your guidelines. Please, let's let's be that patient. As it relates to moving forward, right? And I'm not like overlooking things or anything like that, but just trying to, I'm looking at the time of the episode, I'm just trying to get some stuff in here, uh, wrap it up. But in my heart of hearts, like I really do believe that at the end of this, if we handle it the right way, it's going to present tremendous opportunity when all of this is done. Like tremendous opportunity for growth, for realization, for businesses. It's going to be, there will be opportunity, but we have to do the things now. And I truly believe that the things that we do now will come back to us tenfold when this is over. And I don't mean like, oh, invest, buy low, you know, we're going to make money. I'm not talking about that. But the intent behind your actions and why you're doing things and how you're showing up for people and the legacy that you're creating right now. And that's because that's exactly what is happening, right? People are creating legacies, right? When the shit hits the fan and you see who shows up and you see who is steadfast and like suddenly you're like, wow, that person, I see their true colors. There they are. So what is being done now and how people are showing up, it will come back tenfold. It may take time, but it will come back. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe this. So I'm looking at the time, about almost 15 minutes. I'm going to wrap this up. I don't want to feel all preachy. Like I just, I try to be cognizant of the messages I'm putting out there and like, you know, how much I'm saying things. No one wants to be, no one wants to be that annoying person, but like I said, I felt like if I didn't say something, it would be remiss. So I'm going to wrap it up, but I'm going to wrap it up by reading something again. So the other, I guess, last Thursday shorty, I read um, that uh, caption from Instagram about tough times and basically how the only way out is through. Uh, and so today, what I want to read, this post is actually it's a comment from my brother. So if you follow me on social media at The Movement Maestro, you'll you would have perhaps seen that I did a post about Redwoods because over the over the weekend, I guess it was earlier in the week, I don't I don't even know. It's all blending together. I just Redwoods were everywhere. Like just posts I was reading, like comments, it was just they kept popping up and I'm like, dude, what in the hell? Like this is wow. So I looked, up, I looked them up and I did a post about them. And then my brother, who is just an amazing guy, uh, wrote this in the caption or in the comments. Most would assume that a tree that large would require deep roots, but that is not the case. They are only about five to six feet deep, but grow up to 200 feet wide. The root system of redwoods creates vast underground support systems that provide the tree's intertwining strength as a unit rather than as an individual. No tree grows that tall or old on its own. When fire strikes, redwoods do not hunker down. They rely on their strength to protect them. After the fire is over, 
seeds are released to take advantage of uncovered fertile ground. Their serotonus, I don't even know what that means, but he does, cones don't open without fire. They have adapted to take advantage of fire rather than burn from it. Trees that big require a lot of water, especially in dry areas. Their canopy grows so tall and dense that it is able to capture the fog that rolls over the branches and leaves, causing it to drip down into the understory below, nourishing younger and weaker plants. The lesson? Support your neighbors. Find your community. Find opportunity in obstacles. Check in on and provide for those that are weaker than us. Be like a redwood. All right, officially wrapping it up there. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. I know you could have been doing anything, and maybe you have nothing else to do. I don't know, but you could have been doing anything else and you chose to listen to me, and I will always be endlessly, endlessly grateful for that. Until next time, friends, maestro, Team Redwood, out.